You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. Hi friends, Dr. Shelley here. Guess what? You're not going to believe this. I have another book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide. It will be out on December 8th and it's called Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories. So earlier in the 2000s, I wrote a book series, which I have discussed on the Healing Arts Podcast about a phenomenon I call Supretravee spontaneous past life memories. This is when we're trying to mind our own business and yet we're hit with this picture, thought, or feeling about something that happened to us in the past. This was happening to me all the time while I was traveling to other places and what I found through my research is that I truly believe this happens to every single person alive. The book has some incredible endorsements from people like Coast to Coast's George Norrie and others, and it would mean the world to me if you will go out and pre-order my book so that you can have it before the holidays when it comes out on December 8th. So check out Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories, now available in pre-order on Amazon.com. And thank you so much for your support. Namaste. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Care. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So in this last year since I started this podcast, um, you know, this began during the global pandemic and we've been locked down. And one of the things I've actually loved about this time, even though it's been very challenging, is that I've gotten to go to all my writers' workshops. And so one of my favorite friends is my friend James Gaskin, who's going to join us on the show today to talk to us about technical writing, because he has actually been a successful tech writer and has books in the subject. He writes screenplays, he writes novels. James, welcome to Healing Arts. Thanks, Shelley. Always a pleasure to see you, even virtually. There you go. One of these days, back in person, very, very soon. Next week, I hope. Yes, next week. It's going to be incredible. We won't even know how to behave. I know how to behave. 
Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> so, you know, we'll have to hope for the best. Just, so, I'll give you a clue. <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, obviously technical things are changing every nanosecond, but it's super interesting that, you know, you've always been our tech guy in our writers meetings, handling all the technical aspects, and you've actually published books in this. And I was wondering if you could just tell people how you were able to translate your expertise into tech writing in case people want to do that. Um, I started doing tech things back before it was popular, um, but back in well, as before, uh, I wrote my, this is a long, make, uh, it makes me sound very old. Uh, my first book, uh, I started, I went as a consultant on my own uh, 32 years ago. And before that, I had sold Nobel Networks and sold uh, computer systems and computer networking equipment and things like that. And then uh, went out on my own and started doing consulting. My first consulting job actually was for the IRS of all people. And for two years, I made more money from them than I sent to them. <laughs> Thank just... you, Lord. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Um, and um, I started, it was very early on, there used to be uh, free newspapers, the great big fat newspapers full of technical stuff because the PC was new and computers were new and everything was new. This is way before the internet and the World Wide Web. Uh, this is before email, really. My first, uh, my first couple of technology books, all the revisions and stuff were done on paper. So I would get these huge folders of, of FedEx folders, you know, full of the book manuscript back and forth. So some of my books are pretty big. Don't let me scare your audience a little bit. Uh, I've written. No. I, uh, I've written 15 technical books uh, on computer networking and things. I've written one computer humor book and then one uh, Texas humor book. Um, sometimes the books are, are very small, um, like this cartoon humor book. Um, so you can see that. Uh, the guy. Uh, I love it. Sometimes they're very big. OMG, that is unbelievable. It's uh, it's six pounds. Wow. When I when I go talk to the students, I go I always pull this out at the high school. I, I pull this out and and take it out and, and drop it on the teacher's desk. <laughs> Wake them up. No, I'm just kidding. Wake them up. <laughs> um, and it started. I started writing when um, nothing was settled. It was you know kind of the wild west days. Uh, Ethernet wasn't the, the dominant network technology. It was no. There was no guarantee Ethernet would take off. It was before email, uh, before all these things. And they needed people to write articles. So I wrote a few articles and, and sent them. And then I read, um, uh, I read in Writer's Digest magazine that editors won't mess up your humor stories because they don't want to mess up the, the humor. So I wrote a funny humor story about technology and sent it to one of the tabloid magazines that came out every week. They had big fat magazines every week. And they called me up and said, um, we need uh, a bio. And of course, I did what they needed was, you know, James lives in Texas and writes about computers. But I didn't know that. So I sent them all my consulting, networking, uh, bio information and marketing stuff by mail, of course. And, um, and they called back up and said, 
uh, it, it says, he said, uh, Mike, Mike is there. And he said, it says here, you're a network expert. And I said, um, I guess that's what it says. Yes, you're right. And he says, we don't like our network writer. You want to do it from now on? <laughs> that was it. So, wow. And over my uh, shoulder, you can see one of the, if I can get my uh, fingers going right. Yeah, that was the first the free article I published in the back of the magazine. It's a tabloid size magazine. Uh, but then I started writing computer articles and books and things like that and consulting from then on. And that was in um, 87, 80, late, yeah, 87 or so. So I've seen a lot of weird technology come and go. And um, uh, your, your listeners and your viewers can take solace in one thing that as bad as they think it is, it's a whole lot better than it used to be. I think that your ability, you've always been our jokester as well in our meetings. I think your mm -hmm. ability to try to make this a little bit more palatable has probably served you very well over the years. That's why I wear the Hawaiian shirts. Um, as you can see, I hope uh, the technology can be really dry and boring at times. So I try to be as unboring as possible. That is awesome. So what do you think? Um, I mean, I'm just saying, like, let's say somebody's listening or watching this right now and they're interested in tech writing. Don't you think there's avenues for them these days because the tech is changing so quickly, as long as they know that their their book may be outdated as quickly as a Harlequin series <laughs> novel? <laughs> it, it, it'll be outdated faster than that because everybody still loves love. They don't necessarily love the computer version that came out four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. You pick up an, a, a, a Harlequin romance from five years ago is still a good romance. Um, but the technology, that's why I stopped, stopped writing technology books because, um, you know, that's why I wrote a Texas book, a Texas humor book, because Texas is not going to have a new version next month and make the old version obsolete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if people are interested in tech writing, there's more places than ever uh, to write about it because there's a huge, huge market for consumer technology writing. Um, you're, everybody uses your computer. Of course, everybody this year has been using their video conferencing stuff that they never thought about before um, and had to become experts in uh, very quickly. I'm looking at you, Shelly. Um. <laughs> yeah, believe me. Thank you, Lord, that this is um, pretty easy because I'm about as technical as a fruit fly is what we're dealing with. So I'm very happy with technology right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot easier than it used to be. Uh, but everything's new. Uh, there's multiple gadgets in your house that are technology driven uh, that you never thought about. You know, your thermostat, you want to hook your new refrigerator up to the internet. You can do that. I had to replace our garage door opener. And the guy said, you want me to hook your garage door opener, opener to your phone, which means to the network. Um, so, you know, there's just, there's an awful lot of options for people to get into it from a less technical avenue less technical background because of the consumer needs for it so much because you have to learn how to make complex very very simple i would assume for the end user one thing i've always tried to do is make the mistakes before the reader has to mm. so if i can say okay here's what the instructions say you know it, it does this and yes it does this but only if you do that and try to save the reader as much time as possible. Interesting. Do you think there are books 
coming out about tech or do you think it's more just um, e-zines and online articles and things or pamphlets that go into products or something like content that? Content marketing. There's a, a huge number of content, huge amount of content marketing. The manufacturers and dealers need to find better ways to connect with people and um, articles about how to use the stuff and how to use it better, I think are very good articles to attract potential customers. Uh, because even before everybody was locked out of the stores, people started using the internet to research what they wanted to buy. Right. Then they go to the store and buy it. Um, so if they go to your website or look at your ad and it doesn't say anything about you know, your particular application, um, but the neck your competitor does, they'll go look at your competitor stuff first. So the more content marketing com uh, companies can have that have to be written by someone, preferably someone outside the company because the company people all think of the wrong things. You know, they want the marketing person to do the blogs. And I always tell them they should have these service people do the blogs because they know how stuff really works. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, I think people forget that all these websites and all this content that's out available online and everywhere, that somebody had to write that stuff. Everything, somebody's right. When I talk to the high school students, you know, Every, you look around the room, there's posters, there's books, there's magazines, um, there's blurbs, there's uh, billboards on the highway. Somebody has to write those. They didn't just magically appear. I think we think they appeared by magic, like somebody waved a wand, though. I think that's what the society is wanting everyone to think. <laughs> well, you, you want to hide the ugly parts of, of stuff and just show the pretty parts. Right, absolutely. And so over the years also, um, You've done some novels, you do some screenplays. So tell us about how you got into that and what you're working on now. Um, and, and my never ending quest to be unboring, uh, you know, technology writing can be, can be boring. Um, I just finished a young adult teen paranormal type uh, book that's in process being uh, in process now, be out soon called Teen Telepaths, uh, because I always wanted to write an origin story. And usually origin stories happen to young people, not to middle-aged people. I mean, nobody gets, you know, Batman doesn't start being Batman at 42. Uh, <laughs> so, Maybe he does, though. Well, hey, it sounds like a new genre. <laughs> the, 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 the dad bod becomes the superhero. That could, that could be, uh, I would lean toward the humor part of that, though. So. <laughs> dead bot oh my dead god bot. yeah sure okay, i love it it sounds like a new tv show for netflix yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh i love it so um that movies of course are, are popular and it's good to write your stories in different ways i think um because it emphasis it focuses focuses you to develop parts of your writing that you wouldn't do otherwise um, with screenplays, as, as you know, because you've seen in some and acted in things, there's no prose. There's just, you know, Shelly walks in, Shelly says, I can't take it anymore, James, you're disgusting, I'm leaving you, um, and walks out. It doesn't go into Shelly's why Shelly is so disappointed in James. It doesn't go into what Shelly hopes to do next and her hopes and dreams and why she feels this way. It just it walks in, says things, walks out. Um, and if you look at your story from that angle, it parts of the story that you didn't consider come out and you can emphasize them. 
so it's been it's been fun to do all that. I think of screenwriting. Um, I've done a couple things, but I, it seems very very technical to me. And so I would think that was that would be a place where you would excel is in screenwriting because it has to be formatted a certain way and it has certain rules that just simply don't apply aside from what you've just mentioned, which is that there's no emotions there. It's just the dialogue and the emotions are brought through by the actors. Mm -hmm. So um, it seems like you would be the perfect person to write screenplays. I hope Hollywood agrees with you. Hey, we will stay tuned for that. The other thing I wanted to ask that you mentioned earlier that I don't think any of my other writer friends um, have mentioned so far on this podcast is about Writer's Digest, the, the big Bible that tells people where to get things published. Can you talk about that and what it does? Because we haven't talked about that yet. And it's a great resource. Uh, it is a great resource. And, and every now and then I resubscribe because it's, it's good to see the things that, you know, from the beginning, I mean, if you play piano, you still play your scales. And I think in a lot of ways, the Writer's Digest and, and comparable magazines help develop some skills that, that apply to all writers. Um, and like I said, the, uh, writer, the article for Writer's Digest said, if you write humor, uh, you should, you know, this will happen. So I wrote humor and good things happen. Um, I, I think people outgrow it. Um, as your leading source of information, but it's always good to, you know, to check the, the basics. I mean, even the, the pro football teams go through the basic plays and practice handoffs and things, the, the, the building blocks for your, their whole career. And that's what I think Writers Digest and those magazines give you. Yeah, I spent many years um, subscribing to Writers Digest and thinking about all the things I was going to do when my <laughs> book sold, but I didn't even have a book. You know, and then after a while, I said, OK, I got to put this down. I'm fully familiar with what we're going to do with it. But if we don't have anything to sell, then that's a bit of a moot point. You know what I mean? That's true. And and of course, um, I, I've mentioned several times I've talked to students. My daughter and wife are both teachers, so I get to see some students sometimes. Um, and my daughter's school does career day. And one of the questions I asked them or questions that I give to the kids, I said, if I plan to write a novel a year, how many books will I have in 42 months? And they all try, try to figure out, well, that's 36 months. And then, I, and then somebody, one kid finally says, wait a minute, if you're only planning to write a novel, you didn't write anything. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, kid. Yes. Yeah, I think that people um, talk a lot about what they're going to do, but they haven't sat down because... Um, I was teaching a nonfiction workshop for many years and, you know, there's just no substitute for the amount of man hours that you've got to put your buns in a chair and shut off the outside influences so that you can get the thing done, you know? And like you said, that's the non-glamorous, that's the ugly part of there's something sitting on a shelf now, but there was a lot that went into it. Yeah. And if, if your viewers write a lot on the computer, I, when I was writing those big books, I started having hand problems. I mean, not serious problems, just tingling and things like that. And I had the normal desktop keyboard, the straight flat thing, and um, and a mouse on the right, like, you know, people do. Uh, and I switched, I switched to um, ergonomic keyboards. You can see this mm -hmm. curve. Oh, nice. Um, and so your wrists don't have to, for, for laptops, especially, people have to put their wrists, you know, together to get to the laptop. 
Yeah. And I, that bothers me. And I also use a track ball rather than a mouse. Oh. Uh, and I put it on the left because it's much closer distance for your arm to move to the left because you don't have to go past all the number pad and things like that. Wow, that's incredible. Are you so left-handed or is this no, something? No. Okay. So people would, I, I would have to train myself for that. <laughs> it, it doesn't take very long. You're a smart person. You're, it won't take very long. Um, but if the people, if your readers are having trouble with arms or, or if their hands are tingle when they're on the computer a lot, uh, that's what I would suggest doing. Yeah, they say this sedentary yeah. lifestyle that we're having is very detrimental. So you do have to stand up and get moving every now and then. And I think these tools, I guess it's another way you're helping us technically. These tools that you just showed right are helpful. Yeah, if you want, I will send you, uh, I'll let your viewers, uh, I'll give you my uh, Passwords Made Easy ebook. And you can give oh, it to, okay. your, to your readers great. if they want to um, uh, <clears throat> write to you or however you connect. Well, we'll put some them. links up for it. Put some links absolutely yeah i'll give you a free i'll give you a copy it's for sale other places but i'll give you a copy so you can make it available to them for free okay that sounds great yeah and so tell us how we can get a hold of you what is your website and what are your contact i mean i know it but i mean <laughs> obviously if you could share uh, it's it gaskin g-a-s-k-i-n.com so my email address is is everybody surprised at my email address because it's james at gaskin.com Go figure. That's incredible. Go figure. That's how I've, it's the value of having a somewhat unusual last name and being on the internet a really long time. Yes. And they can right. get hold of me that way. And I'll set up a, I also have my uh, jamesgaskin.com that I'm putting up now for the fiction, fiction books. So give me a couple more weeks, folks, and I'll, I'll get that up. <laughs> don't check till, don't check till August. How's that? All right. We're going to check. Yeah. This will be out in August. So. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, I've, I've started learning how to pre-program. I'm learning, James. You're a smart because person. I keep telling you that. <laughs> when we first started this Zooming, I was having a panic attack and I've learned a lot, but I finally realized that I can pre-program some of these programs. So this program will be out in August. Yes. Just in time for your new website. It's, it's amazing that the calendar works what's up <laughs> i know it's incredible and speaking of which we're going to be meeting again in a writer's workshop very shortly so james sure. you are amazing you've been a great friend over the years it's just so interesting that you've had so much success as a tech writer and i think it's very very inspiring to everybody so thank you for being on the show my pleasure anytime you have a tech question call me up all right Okay, friends, we've done it again. Another episode of Healing Arts. So if you want to be a tech writer, guess what? James should be encouraging to you. There's lots of opportunities. And I'll see you next time on Healing Arts. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at pastlifelady.com or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.